You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. This is Heather Caro. And Father Paul Rutten. And that signal means the phone lines are open. You can call us at 877-795-0122. And you can ask any questions of Father Paul Rutten. Faith <laughs> questions to Father Paul Rutten. Do you like how I'm, met, I'm making sure that I'm saying Say Father Paul? Father Paul. Ask Father, Father Paul. Paul. Not ask Heather. <laughs> and yes. they have to be faith questions. Faith questions. We're well, going to be yeah. nice. Ooh, well, <laughs> there's a lot of tough questions out there. There are. There are a lot of but, questions. But it, it is, it's good. I always encourage people. Yeah. Um, I have kind of a little, not a shtick, but... I love it. Um, at the end of Mass, I always do some sort of little, now you know. Yeah. Um, just to try to get people to see that there are lots of questions that we have. Um, and, and some usually, are basic and you're yeah. like, I've never thought of that yeah. before. Yeah. 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 Like just the other day, someone said to me, father, I was listening to the Eucharistic prayer and you said, uh, and Jesus took the bread and said the blessing. What, what was the blessing? Like he said, I've never thought about it. Well, Jesus said a blessing. Um, and hmm. what does that mean? Like, yeah. Uh, and so I was able to explain that it comes from the, the Passover meal, and there is a blessing that is said over the bread. Really? So Jesus would have been saying that the actual blessing that was prescribed by the, oh. the ritual, and then he changes it after having right. blessed it. And so that's... Uh, oh, that is interesting. That, that real um, question yeah. um, that we, we run into. Um, yeah, I've never thought of that but so if you have a question just and it can be on anything faith related <laughs> right you can give us a call at 877-795-0122 again 877-795-0122 you can submit any questions that you want to on facebook or you can send us an email and stay anonymous um, and we can ask your questions live on the air for the next half hour to uh, Father Paul Rutten here. So again, the number is 877-795-0122. So I think we have somebody on the phone. We're just waiting to get connected with them here in a minute. But does it make you nervous when people come up and ask you random questions? You know, it's not that it makes me nervous. It's that sometimes I just, and hopefully I'll be able to answer them all right now. Um, (laughs) Sometimes it requires some research. Yeah. Uh, like there, like there can be really hard questions that yeah. that you don't want to get wrong in the sense like we've argued like like people have no idea the amount of uh, I don't want to say blood that was shed but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. over the creed oh. like we say it every every Sunday without even hesitating yeah. but they argued and and most of it was over over Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we've got Terry on the line, and she has a question for you, Father Paul. Good morning, Terry. Good morning. My question: um, When I was praying the Rosary this morning, um, you know how um, Jesus is said to have two natures, human uh-huh. and divine, and because of the two natures, he has two souls. Am I right on that? 
No, no, we wouldn't say he has two souls. Uh, okay. So, uh, in a sense, uh, there would be just simply, as God, he imbues uh, right. both natures. Okay. As okay. human and God. I had understood that there. Yep. I had understood that there were two souls um, with the two natures, and that's what that's what I was questioning. Sure, sure, sure. Yep, yep, yep. So. Uh, his divinity animates, in a sense, we would say, the humanity as well. Um, okay. If that makes sense. So, hmm. okay. But very good question. Again, that's why I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, you can have very difficult questions. And this is important. You know, that, like I say, like we argued over this even question of two natures. Yeah. You know, and so your question is legit. Like a lot of people would say, well, what do you mean two natures? Well, it's not like he's. This I know it's human and divine, but I thought right. I thought yep. that um, that it was um, two souls too. So I'm yep. very grateful. Thank so, you. Yeah, and thank you for there. calling. God bless you. Yep, yeah. Thank you. You too. Yeah, bye bye. So like, oh my gosh, like, uh, you know. Yeah, things we don't think about. No, you don't. You don't think about those things at all. Yeah. Um, and that's part of the danger, I think, as well for us is many people have good questions and we either don't answer them um, or we don't really challenge them to see uh, the difficulty of the question they've asked, but that we really do have an answer. Yeah. And I would say in the science realm, that's where we lack the ability to really push back. You know, many, many young people are leaving the faith because they hear scientists, they hear these people talk about all these scientific things, and then they say, but Christianity doesn't have an answer for this, and they don't know this, and they're just dumb. Oh. Um, and these young kids believe it because... They ask the question, and like, well, I don't know. Um, and they don't really ever go to a place where the question they really want can be answered. Uh, or we can say to them, the work that needs to be done to get this answer, right. uh, are you willing to do it? Right. And that's, I think, the challenge for Christianity is it's not, you know, it, it, the quick sound bites don't answer all questions. Right. You have to have a deep foundation of an understanding of the human person and yep. uh, who is God and um, and that's why I say we, we fought over the creed mm -hmm. uh, because we were trying to figure this out, you know, and most of the creed is about Jesus Christ because it was this question of, is he really God? Is he really a man? Is he just a really good man? Is he a God that sort of looked like a man? Like, and wow. so all of these things come back to us today of like, like, do we really believe that, that Jesus Christ was, was fully man and fully God? And so what does that say <clears throat> then about us? Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, because as, as John Paul II or St. John Paul the Great, uh, you know, reminds us that it is only in Christ that we fully understand ourselves. So if we have a faulty understanding of Christ, then we're going to have a faulty understanding of the human mm. person. Um, and so it's all of this that, that I just think, you know, and I'm grateful for people like Bishop Barron, mm -hmm. who has all those videos you know, and so mm -hmm. kids can go on, you know, YouTube and, you know, spend hours, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> uh, looking <laughs> on up Catholic on Catholic.com <laughs> and, you know, and really beginning willing to look and, and really find the answers. Thomas Aquinas was yeah. a, a mind beyond belief and, um, and we, our world today sometimes asks a difficult question, then finds somebody that's not competent to answer it, yeah. and then says, see, Accurate. they don't have an answer. Right, right. Because uh, I can remember Bishop Barron one day, somebody asked a question, he's like, oh my gosh, that's like easy. Yeah. But the guy was like, you're the first person that's ever answered this question for me. Oh, wow. And Bishop Barron's like, that's like a softball question. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I do think for us, we have to take seriously the questions people are asking. Mm-hmm. 
And these young people are asking important questions. Yeah. Um, and then how do I walk with them yeah. uh, in that? Well, if you've ever been nervous to ask a question, now is the time to ask the question <laughs> of the Catholic faith. We are in the middle of straight talk with Father Paul Rutten, and it is your opportunity to call in or submit any questions you might have for Father. The number you can call is 877 877- Seven nine five zero one two two, or you can submit a question on Facebook or email us, and we'll get the question answered this morning. So, yeah, I think the thing I love about the Catholic faith is we want the questions to be asked. Oh, absolutely. There are a lot of faiths that don't. Yep. We don't go there. It's just what we yeah. believe, you know. And that's what I love is the knowing the history of the catholic church and the 2000 years of mm-hmm. people debating this stuff yeah you know that the foundation is so strong yeah and, and so we we do have to be back in the arena of how do we do this like i say the challenge is sometimes we have to spend time helping people have the foundation mm. that's necessary to have the topic mm-hmm. uh truly understood um, I mean, you couldn't explain calculus to somebody that can't add, subtract, and multiply. That's true. Uh, and so how do, how do we get to that place uh, in, in the midst of it all? Um, but I do think we're working on it. You know, I just got an email from uh, Father Pat Grody at the Newman Center at SDSU. Go Jacks. We love SDSU. <laughs> and the Newman Center at, at SDSU, the Bias the 12th Newman Center. Uh, not that I would be biased towards one Newman Center over the one my brother's now running. I know. I was like, that now other, you're torn. That other but place. Okay. I'm not torn at all. There's nothing to be torn about. Uh, but they do pizza with a priest. Uh, and so it's coming oh. up in a, a couple weeks. And they get pizza. They have three priests. And you can ask any question you want. Anybody wow. can come to it. Awesome. Uh, and again, it's a place for these college students to come. And so sometimes it's a Christian asking a question that we disagree amongst Christians. And sure. so... Uh, it's a beautiful thing. We did it um, when I was there. I think we did pie and a priest because we had lots of people that loved to make pies. So we made all kinds of pies, and then these kids just all showed up. That's and we awesome. Just, they fired off questions. We fired off answers. You need uh, to do that here. Pie was, with a priest. I'll come by. Priest. There you go. And we could do both, right? Because a pizza pie, pizza and, a, pie. And, a, and an apple pie. Uh, yeah. We could do it at, at Looks, one of my favorite restaurants. No, so back. Um, yeah. No, there's lots of places we could do it. There's all kinds of places we could do it. But, back in the day, I'd asked Bishop because he used to do a show with us um, once a month, Bishop Swain. Oh, yeah. And I asked him, I said, so he goes and visits all the schools, blah, blah. And I said, what's the number one question you get asked by the students? Oh, sure. And he's like, what's my favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. It's practicality. Practicality. What's my favorite color? Blue. We're not going to ask Father Paul that, though. It's blue. It's very evident. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's fun. um, Yeah. And and again, uh, um, sometimes the the answer, I think the other challenge is sometimes the answer I don't like. Mm. Right? Uh, It's like a a kid asking their mom something or their dad uh, and the answer they don't like. Well, they go ask another person. Yeah. Like, they don't like what mom says, so then they go and ask dad. And maybe dad will give them a different answer. Sometimes that's the hardest part of your prayer life, mm-hmm. is you're asking for something. You know, there's been something in my world that I've been asking God for, please provide, please provide. Uh-huh. And then at the very end, reluctantly, Heather says, but your will be done. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, and even just to pray for that grace, like, 
like help me to see this then because like, i don't see yeah. it yeah. Uh, and it isn't that sort of what you want for your kid like i want you to see this in a different scenario and mm. in 10 years you're going to look back i mean i do it all the time right yeah i look back and i'm like no wonder my parents never let us go upstairs uh during the day because like our bedrooms were on the second floor they were off limits oh we were not allowed back upstairs once you got up and came down no more going up there oh well because she couldn't keep an eye on you up there. <laughs> Monica was right? smart. You know, like, like there was no, and, and, and I think to myself, like, and there was no reason to be up there. Yeah. Like, and so for, in my mind, a bedroom is a place you sleep. Hmm. You don't hang out in a bedroom. You don't watch TV in a bedroom because we didn't have TVs. Yeah. We didn't have anything up there. Everything was downstairs. And so this, like, and now I look back and I'm like, ah, smart now i can understand it yeah uh but in the middle of it and so i'm like okay i'm like a little kid god i don't understand so help me understand why (laughs) why you're not letting me do what i want to do yeah yeah right yeah so what was your last so now you know oh so my last so now you know uh parishioner had said that they were in mass and trying to focus and listening uh and he said at the consecration he said father you, you you picked up the bread and you said and jesus took the bread and blessed it. And he said, I was like, blessed it? Oh, yeah. What did he bless it? Like, like what did he say? Uh, and so it was really a great opportunity because the Last Supper was the, was a, a Seder meal, a Passover meal. Mm-hmm. And so if you look up the Passover meal, the Seder meal, you can Google it. There are particular blessings that are said at that different times. And so Jesus was following the ritual in which he would pick up a piece of bread and he would say a blessing over that piece of bread, and then he would break it and then hand it out. And then there's a second blessing, and then they're asked to eat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that is what he was saying was the typical blessing for that. Now, the priest does something similar, but it's usually not heard. If you watch the priest like on a Sunday, and there's always music going on, yeah. uh, when he first gets the, the host and the pat and he picks it up, and he says something. Yes. Um, if you come to like a daily mass, he'll say it out loud. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness, we have give, been given this bread. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's a blessing. Hmm. Uh, it's not the blessing, right? but it's a blessing. Blessed are you, Lord God. Same thing that the Jewish people. Blessed are you, Lord God. Um, so we still have some of the tradition uh, in there. Hmm. Um, so... It's again for me. It was just like uh, to see that people are beginning to think, uh, or when they wonder, like something strikes them. And, and the guy was like, I, "I'm I've been going to mass my whole life." Yeah. And he said, "For the first time, this hit me." I've never thought of it ever. And he's like, "What was that?" Uh, and so it's things like that. So that was my last. That was last weekend. But now you know. And now you know. And now you know. And now you know. So we need to have a theme song that you can play. And oh, now you know. And now you. Well, if you Maybe have a Paul question. Harvey. <laughs> and the rest of the story. And the rest of the story. If you have a question for Father Paul, you can submit it now to Facebook or on uh, sending us an email or on the phone. You can call 877-795-0122. If you don't want to be on the air, which I know scares a lot of people, you can call anyway and just submit it to the secretary. I'm sure yes. Heidi will take notes. 877-795-0122 is the number to call. We are doing Straight Talk with Father Paul Rutten this morning. Questions on the faith. 
So what is the number one question you get asked by students? Um, do I wear this outfit all the time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, You're like, yeah, I even work out in it. They're fascinating. <laughs> well, because, well, I mean, you know, it's like so many things. For many of the kids, they never see us in anything but this. Oh, you know, it's like your teacher when you see her at the grocery store and you're like, oh, what are you doing at the grocery store? <laughs> they let you out. Uh, so, <laughs> so if a student were to see you in your workout gear, they'd be like, <gasps> well, and so they do see me. So I work out uh, at CPM Fitness. It's in the Western Mall. Okay. So just down from the movie theater. So I can smell the popcorn. Talk uh, about torture. Rude. Like you can smell popcorn and you got to work out at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes kids will be walking by because they're in karate. Sure. <laughs> and they'll look in and they're like, and then they, they sort of wave and then they look back and, and then I wave. Uh, or sometimes I, we have to run through the mall too. So sometimes I run through the mall uh, and I'll run by one of them. I'm like, hey. Uh, and they're like, what the heck? I thought um, I knew that man, but I'm not so sure. He doesn't look you, great. <laughs> usually it's the voice. It's usually the voice that helps uh, people cute. recognize me uh, in the midst of it. That's cute. Um, yeah, because that is, you know, that is different. They don't see people um, always in this out, you know, like, why do you wear this? And do you ever wear anything else? And, mm-hmm. um, and I actually, I joke that I love it. Like, I love having a uniform Yeah, I, my whole life. <laughs> like, it's one less thing to think about. Yeah. I just get up, I put on a pair of black pants, I put on a black shirt, and I go to work. Huh. Uh, school. Same outfit. So what are the rules with a priest and wearing his You know, um, I don't know that Bishop DeGroote has given us any particular ones. Under Bishop Carlson, which I was ordained, um, it was when you're functioning as a priest, you should be dressed like a priest. Um, So during the day when you're working. So when I get up in the morning, I get dressed and I look like this. Sometimes at the end of the day, I might switch out, Mm -hmm. um, you know. For whatever reason, I mean, I don't necessarily. Yeah. Um, an older priest, Monsignor McPhee, if you remember my Monsignor McPhee, he said, "I would wear it all the time until they know you're a priest without it." Hmm. Interesting. And so the reality of like like enough people know me that you, they're like, "Hey, Father," even when I'm not dressed like this, yeah. because that's the bigger thing, right? That you're always identified um, as a as a priest. Interesting. So. All right, we've got Patty on the line with a question. Patty from Bismarck. Good morning, Patty. What's your question? Hi, my question is, I've been watching this debate going on on someone's Facebook page from a prominent Catholic who is saying that it's a mortal sin if you're Catholic and you attend a wedding where a Catholic, somebody was baptized Catholic, whether or not they were raised in the faith or not, doesn't matter, that if they were baptized Catholic, if they get married outside the church, that it's a mortal sin for you to attend. It's a mortal sin for them. And it's a mortal sin if you tell anybody it's okay. So I've been hearing different sides of it that <laughs> wow. canon law says that you do have a responsibility, but that, um, so a couple priests told me that canon law doesn't say it's a mortal sin to attend, that you do have a responsibility. You should let that person know you want them to get married and the church, you would like them to come back to the church. The relationship is important as long as they know where you stand, but you're there because you love them and you're supporting them. But these prominent Catholics are saying, no, it's a mortal sin if you do that. And I was thinking, I just want to, I had this thought, I thought, well, wait a minute, that would mean there is a mortal sin that only Catholics can commit because 
Lutherans oh, wow. get married in their own church. I mean, yeah. if you're if you're a Lutheran and you get married in your own church, you're not mortal sinning, you know. But but if a Catholic does it, that would be a mortal sin. And I thought that doesn't make sense. Hmm. So, what do you think about that? Yeah, you know, Patty, it's uh, it, 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 you can look you can look at it in a black and white setting. I mean, you want I can see it. They can say um, that a, because the the reality is it, a Catholic needs to follow what the Catholic Church asks to get married. And so what you're doing, what they're saying is, is what you're doing is, is encouraging or, or, or approving of someone sinning. Mm. Now, this then goes back to this real question, though. How well does the Catholic know they're sinning? Oh. <laughs> so there's that dimension, too. So... You know, because for a sin to be mortal, you have to know it. Right. Uh, it has to be sinful, and you have to freely choose it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, to what degree do people really understand this? Like, now they have a responsibility to know it as well. Um, I, I don't know that I, I would give you a, a black and white to it, and that's the part that I think is, is most frustrating for people. And it's not to weasel out of this question. Mm-hmm. I do think it's important to be able to look at the relationship. And I do think in some situations you you might say, you know what, I I can't come to it because I really don't approve of this, mm-hmm. because my relationship to the person isn't such that it's it's so important I be at this wedding, uh, right. and I can take a stand and I can try to explain to them, you know, because you really should be getting married um, in the Catholic Church and and do they even know it or understand it? Yeah. Um, but I do know for for some parents. They really are caught, and they're like, I've explained it to my kid. My kid knows this. Um, I, I still I, I feel like I have to be there. Uh, they know I'm there, you know, yeah. uh, not freely. Um, I think the important part is you let them know. They have to know, don't Yeah, they? I mean, it, it, yeah, it's, but I know, I mean, I've watched the, the thing rage and debate um, out there, Uh and and I don't. I mean, there there really isn't a clear. And I think that's why what what priests are trying to say to you, Patty, and not that we're trying to water it all down, but relationships really are important. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do I balance this in a way that I have the ability to walk with them and maybe get them to see that we can have this marriage regularized? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've Wait, seen is it. This to let yeah. go. Just to let you know, I'm not in this situation, but no. um, because I'm in the media, I, I think it's. An, I want to know what is mm-hmm. the church should answer on this. And there are some prominent Catholics saying, "Oh no, there, there's. It's not a matter of discernment. It's always 100 percent a mortal sin." And I thought, I don't think so. Right. Well, <laughs> see, think, again, this is. I think I, mean, I do like it. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, uh, like, the, uh, and the other part would be: Do people know that you're there? Not because this is a good right. thing. Like this is the other right. part. Like this is the other scandal that can be caused because they're like, well, if father's there, it must be okay. Mm. Yeah. You know? So there's that scandal that can come in as well. Mm-hmm. And how do I not cause scandal and say that this is okay? Yeah. Um, and in what way do I balance that? Yeah. It's a tough one. It is. It's, it's really a tough one. Well, thank you, Patty, for your question. We've only thank got you. about a minute left. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, 
Becky from Sioux Falls, real quick, Father, sure. um, wanted to dive deeper into the Catholic Latin Mass and is wondering if it's offered in sure. Sioux Falls. I think it's Brandon or no, it's Canton. Canton. And I, I apologize, I don't know the time. Sunday afternoons, I think it's 1 yeah, o'clock. Some, is it Forbidden Fruit? Wondering now if it's um, something that is a good thing to do. There's been a lot of debate about this one, too. Right. <laughs> there, there has all the. You all came the, in on uh, a good day. All the good, all the good questions. Um, yeah, there, there is, de- there is a constant debate. Um, okay, so I just real quick, um, the extraordinary form, the Latin Mass, is on Sundays at two p.m. and then first Saturdays at ten thirty in Canton at St. Dominic's. Okay. So we do offer it. So it is yep. offered. Um, it, it's not that it's forbidden fruit. Um, it's trying to figure out how to bring the church together. Make us universal. Um, and we can debate all day long about whether it brings people together or not, or is there a way to bring it together? I do believe that uh, the community in Canton is what, what we would hope. It's a parish mm-hmm. uh, that also happens to offer this as a liturgy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't like the whole thing is just this is the only way to do it right there is no other way um so i think you can you can explore it um it's open to anybody to go um many people are moved by it mm-hmm. uh so it, it's trying to to bring some unity in a sense around the liturgy itself and how yeah. does this work because um, one thing about Latin Mass, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Latin Mass has different readings. Well, so this is the thing. Then this is our terminology. It's not Latin Mass. It's uh, it's the old rite or the traditional okay. rite. So the Triditine rite. So it's a whole different rite. Because I could say Mass in Latin, and it would be the Mass we celebrate right. today. I hear you. And we just say Latin as, as that idea. I so hear it's you. a whole different um, idea as well. Cool. Well, thank you for all of your questions today on Straight Talk. We have a whole other hour to go. You don't want to miss any of it. We've got Krista Thomas coming up next on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. Stay with us.